Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast NFL Edition. Today, we're going to be giving a talk about Week 7 in the NFL and talking about, you know, the usual winners, losers, preview some big games and things that's been going on in the league. We got the NFL expert, the head producer of the L7C, Justin Akadel. How are you doing today, sir? Um, I'm doing well. I'll be feeling a lot better the fucking Bills could beat the Patriots this week. Though. I'm not going to lie, bro. That shit broke me. It broke me. Every Fuck time. my whole teaser up. Fuck my whole teaser up. I took all the underdogs um, that didn't already bet on, and then fucking, I was like, hmm, Patriots have been so shitty these past couple of weeks. Buffalo can cover one and a half. They definitely won't beat these niggas. And oh my God. Every time. It's the cycle. Bills are really, Bills' expectations are winning the Super Bowl. This, that, that. They get upset. Oh, it's all right. Back to winning Super Bowl. And then they lose. And you're like, are the Bills really as good as we thought? And then they'll lose sometime in the playoff and not reach the Super Bowl. We still got time, but fucking Sunday was a bad one. <laughs> they started coming back when they realized, like, oh, shit, we really might fucking lose this game. And Josh Allen started getting it together. But Mac Jones fucking turn back the clock he actually was a decent quarterback this week and that got, was the difference in that game and got bill belichick his 300th win third all time so he's 28 away from shula so but it also sings too for them because that's the afc east opponent you took that l too yeah yeah i'm you know division games are tough division games are hard like that should be happening sometimes but i know i know it, nfl it's, is the it's epitome bad. of week to week but it's like you're telling me the same team I've just saw for the past two weeks almost give up 100 points, just beat the Buffalo Bills? I know, but, hey, Bill, Bill had to show some pride, and Mac Jones, he had to show some pride because <laughs> the way he was playing the past month, oh, my Lord. Like, Bad. Yeah, he was playing his way out the league, so, yeah, he needed something positive to happen for himself for sure for that one. Well, Bills will bounce back. They have a Thursday night game against the Bucks. They should be, should be in theory. Okay, but enough about them screwing everybody over, losing to the weak Patriots. Justin, where were some of the big games that happened this week? Um, we'll start with the Sunday night game from this past Sunday: Eagles, um, Dolphins at Eagles. Um, Eagles won the game, thirty-one to seven, and you know exactly what the Eagles are trying to do from the beginning of the game, their first drive. They're going to try to play keep away from the Dol- the Dolphins. Dolphins did get a, um, the first time Eagles drive lasted seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So took seven minutes off the clock. The Dolphins get a field goal later in the first quarter to um, tie the game up at 3-3. About um, three minutes left in the half, the Eagles scored their second touchdown of that quarter to go up 17-3. Mm-hmm. And then with about three minutes left in um, the first half of the game, the Dolphins put together their best offensive drive of the game to a capsule off with 27-yard um, touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill to uh, make a seven-point game, 17-10 goal in the halftime. Late in the third quarter, um, Jalen Hurts throws a pick six, pretty bad one, to um, tie the game up 17-7 now. But before that pick six happened, my um, Miami was driving. That's the um, face mask call that... Um, mm-hmm. Should have been called, so whatever. But the drive after the pick six, A.J. Brown um, gets a 14-yard touchdown. He was 
fucking going off in this game. AJ Brown. Last couple of games, he's been absurd. Oh, it's been like 125 um, passing yards for like five straight games now. 15 targets, 10 receptions, 137 yards, that touchdown. I just talked about Tua throws a pick in the red zone, and look after that drive, after the touchdown, um, Dolphins get down in the red zone. Tua throws a pick, and look like the receivers fucked up there because there's two people in that area. And then the Eagles get the ball back with 11:21 left in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and the the Eagles milk six minutes, six and a half minutes off the clock, convert two um, fourth downs with the um, brotherly shove. I ain't gonna call that shit the tush push. That shit is a little <laughs> spicy for me, a little too zesty for me to be saying. Damn, but yeah, they take off six and a half minutes, convert a couple fourth downs. Dolphins get the ball back with one timeout left, and then they proceed to throw an eight yard pass to Waddle. Sua takes two sacks. They call a timeout and an incomplete pass to Tyreek Hill, and the game is over. Defense for the Eagles really showed up. Like I said, Miami's offense only scored one offensive touchdown the whole entire game. Mm -hmm. Eagles held the ball for 36-plus minutes of the game, so their game plan worked. Miami did not have a lot of possessions to even try to make up that point. And, um, oh, yeah, and the the Eagles played a clean game. They had no penalties. The offense had 10 penalties for 70 yards, and this is now the second time the Dolphins playing – you know, a step up in competition and getting absolutely the doors beaten off him. Yeah, I I think with this game, Eagles coming off that terrible loss uh, last week, they just reminded the NFL, hey, we're still the reigning defending NFC champions. Yeah. I mean, they, they, that defense was, they were on a mission. Absolutely. Hassan Reddick had a great game. Um, Jalen Carter, those guys in the middle, they were um, they were um, eating up the run. Miami couldn't run the ball, which did not help them at all. Yeah, the Eagles are just, you know, the Eagles have their identity. They're just a tough football team, long drives, and we're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to go for it on fourth down and just push Jalen Hurts across to get first downs. Like, he's a tough-ass football team, and they really showed that on Sunday night. Man. And then another team who this game was maybe the wildest of the week, the Ohio's Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. Justin, this game was crazy. Like I said, like I said in the notes, fun game, drunk game, (laughs) but it was fun. Two teams get off the gate. They scoring Jerome Ford on the Browns first drive, 69 yard touchdown pass. Next drive. Minshew hits a 59-yard touchdown pass to um, Josh Downs. And then on the next Browns drive, fucking Deshaun Watson, the nasty man himself, he throws an interception. Terrible pick. Like, I don't know what the fuck this nigga was looking at. Like, it was not good. Like, not a good pick pick at all. And then after a couple three and outs, Minshew scores on a 17-yard touchdown run. Minshew was fucking going off this. Yes, game. he was. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, yes, he was. I don't know if it was the little black helmets they were wearing or what the fuck. But oh, this, bro, these niggas were on a mission. Speaking of helmets, just going back, everyone's talked about them. Philly's uniforms last this past Sunday, clean. Yeah, I do. It was kind of pissed me off hearing them talk about about all goddamn day, but then like watching the game though, I saw the shit. I'm like, hmm. That Kelly Green kind of nice. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm a Cowboys fan. I hate the Eagles, but that shit was kind of nice. 
Oh, shit. So, yeah, uh, Minshew scores a 17-yard touchdown run. It's 14-7. And then after this, t- then the, the next Browns drive, fuck it, it looks like Deshaun Watson throws another damn pick. And this throw was worse than the fucking last one. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets pushed, and his head smacks the um, back of the turf. So he goes um, into a tip for concussion um, protocol at that point. So it's P.J. Walker time. Colts next drive. Miles Garrett gets a sack, and the, um, the Browns recover it. Then P.J. Walker's in the game, hands it off to Kareem Hunt for a two-yard touchdown. We're tied. And then second quarter runs down, and then the Colts try a 60-yard field goal, and Miles Garrett literally jumps over the fucking offensive line to block this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the second quarter, Miles Garrett just started fucking putting the Browns absolutely on his back. Then with about... Two minutes left in the um, second quarter. Miles Garrett sacks um, Minshew again. He fumbles in the end zone. The Browns jump on it. They go up 24-21. And then um, Browns get in their field goal for halftime. It's 27-21 early in the third. Denzel Ward gets a pick that leads to a Browns field goal. It's 30-21. to So it looks like the Browns are really about to put it on the Colts at this point. Then Minshew wakes back up. Gets the um, Colts back down to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor scores on a five-yard touchdown run. It's um 33-28. Um, then with about um six minutes left in the game, in the, we're in the fourth quarter now. Browns kick another field goal to go up 33-31. Next Colts drive, Minshew hits a 75-yard bomb to Michael Pittman Jr. It's 38-33. And then after two, three and outs, Walker gets, gets up there, gets him down the field, gives it the hunt. Um, at the goal line, they scored a touchdown. Game's over, and then Mitchell fumbles at the end of the game, and that actually sealed it. The Browns gave up 156 yards on the game. The mighty Browns, um, defense, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but they got they got four turnovers. They got four turnovers, and they got points off those turnovers. So that's what really ended up, um, you know, turning the game. Those four turnovers, if um. The defense doesn't get those four turnovers. The Browns probably get blown out. The real reason why I even put this game like in the recap because um, how fucking bad Deshaun Watson has been. Like Cleveland has a Deshaun Watson problem now because after last week watching um PJ Walker beat the Forty ers and then seeing him today, he's been better than Deshaun Watson has been, and it's not even it's not even close at this point. Watson signed last year before his season started a two hundred and thirty million guaranteed contract before the season, and the Browns cannot get out this shit at least for the next three seasons. If they try to cut him next year in twenty twenty four, that's two hundred million in dead cap. Twenty twenty five, if they try to cut him, one hundred thirty seven million in dead cap, and then twenty twenty six, if they try to cut him, seventy three million. So they're fucking stuck with this nigga. And he has not been playing well, and they might have a fucking um QB problem in Cleveland. And so like, it's such a damn shame because um this Browns team is good, and the only question mark that I really see with them is the quarterback. And you pay Deshaun Watson all this money, you would think that that would not be the question mark of the team. The man you just paid two hundred thirty million dollars to, guaranteed all of it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of. There's how many teams are in the NFL, Justin? 32. There's 31 owners laughing at the Browns right now. That's why you, you gave a fully guaranteed contract to a QB, and you have not gotten anything from him to what you wanted. 
You pay that money, you're expecting Super Bowls, not can't even finish regular seasons. I mean, the he clear concussion protocol too. So fancy just didn't let him come back in the game, or he sat out. I don't know. He was coming off a shoulder injury. That's why he didn't play against the 49ers. But he cleared concussion protocol in that game, and he did not come back. And I didn't think he gave him the best chance to win at that point in the game to begin with after those two terrible um, interceptions. I know the um, second one, the Colts defender dropped it, but it was bad. Like, he's not seeing the field correctly. They tried to pay him for what he's done in Houston, and then after um, he went through his little ordeal, he just he just ain't the same dude. Like they just didn't like. I guess they didn't take into account like what like how his mental will be after going through all that shit, and like how that will translate to him like being good on the football field. Yeah, well, like you said, they're stuck with him. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. There's there's absolutely nothing. Even if he's not even giving you the best chance to win, it doesn't matter. You have to start him because you're not paying someone to sit on the bench for $230 million fully guaranteed dollars. It's just not happening. They got one of, if not the best defense in the NFL, even with um, Chubb, who's out, like Kareem Hunt, their offensive weapons are fine. Like, this is a really good team, like you said, and... They're going to be – I'm interested to see what they're going to do against Seattle um, next week because that's another pretty good team who played Cincinnati down to the wire last time. So, Watson's going to have a big game sooner. Like He he needs a four TD, zero pick game. I mean, who who the hell did the Browns play before um before the 49ers? Like, he looked, he was, he looked good in that game later, but, but then he got hurt, and then he came back and looked – sluggish again like it's just it just ain't going to get the fucking job done yeah the way so he's before. been the way he's been playing and it's not like the offensive line is bad it's not like the weapons are bad it is him not um seeing the feeling and not um doing his part and all this oh so before the 49ers they got killed by the ravens um it was the game against tennessee where he yeah tennessee that. yeah tennessee he was looking good yeah and then obviously they lost to the Steelers, that game was bad. That that game was horrible. He was in the first game of the year they smoked the they smoked the Bengals. The Steelers game, he was melting down. Like Oh yeah. That, that was the game when he was like digging face masks and personal fouls and shit as a quarterback, which is always crazy to see. So wild. With the Browns, I mean I don't know. Like you you have no choice. It's just like college football with these coaches. If you ain't, you, you ain't paying the bio, you have no choice. You can't fucking trade him. No one's going to take him. Absolutely not. He's got to get it together, man. He has got to get it together. I mean, but- Michael Vick went to fucking jail, <laughs> and he fucking came back looking better. I know he had Andy Reid as his coach, but, like, goddamn it, Nichols in the fucking box. And he, and looked like he ain't missed a beat when he got on the Eagles. I'm just saying, like, this shit's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can. I feel like that's all. That, this ain't the this is a new age, Justin. <laughs> this ain't the old school players. This this the new group. Like you brought this shit upon yourself. You had to be a nasty horny nigga, bro. Like I'm about to get mad, bro. Next game. <laughs> oh, next game was Monday night, and God, any given week, huh? Who had the Vikings beating the uh, 49ers? I didn't before the game, but fucking after the Vikings got that touchdown, I'm like, oh, Kurt came to play. 
<laughs> that is Monday night fucking Kirk. Oh boy. <laughs> Monday night Kirk. I got some 49ers. He was going off. He was going off 35 for 40. 35 for 45, 370 yards, two touchdowns. Jordan Addison, seven receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Kirk wasn't sacked, which is crazy because it's the 49ers defensive line. He threw a pick on the first drive, and then he played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. C-Mac fumbled Prime on. time. Prime yeah. time, especially. Yeah, prime know. time, Kirk. The whole world watched Kirk Cousins light the 49ers up, and then um, we get to the end of the game. I mean, um. Yeah, Debo and um Debo and Trent Williams were out, which didn't really help things. Help things for Brock Purdy. But yeah, in the fourth quarter, Brock Purdy threw those two picks and that was the end of the game. It was just a great performance for the Vikings. Like I, I honestly was shocked at how well Kirk Cousins was playing. Down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, just... Augustin got hurt. Yeah, but he um he had a good game though. Yeah, he still came, but it's just like still like he finished the game, didn't he? Yeah, he did, but it's just the fact that he was down, and then like, but you're right. I mean, with the Vikings, because all this talk, which I don't know if this was on the trade deadline, is actually next Tuesday on Halloween. So all this talk about Kirk Cousins getting traded to this place, this place, this place, with them beating the 49ers, I mean. They're still in the mix. Yeah. For a wild card spot. Like there's there's still a lot of football left, but if you can hang above water, get Jefferson back, like Yeah, but here's here's what everyone was saying all day today. Yeah, Kirk Cousins plays the best game in his life. Y'all gotta trade him now. And then from like the Minnesota perspective, you already know the ceiling with Kirk Cousins. You know you're gonna win no fucking Super Bowl with him. So they're saying Minnesota should trade them, bottom out, and then draft one of these new kids in the um, 2024 QB draft class. You know, I like Kirk. I don't know if he can win a Super Bowl, but I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't fucking help a team out in that way. I wouldn't either, because what what if you do that and then everyone else wants out? What if Jefferson's like, I want out? Because he never signed his extension yet, so... He's still under his rookie. He's still under his rookie contract. He's about to get fucking paid. Paid. He ain't going nowhere. We can get paid. Paid somewhere else. He can force his way out now. These these players now. Hey, some of these people now are trying to try and get NBA routes. No, 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 no. And then if you, I mean, fuck if the Vikings really bottom out and got what Caleb Williams or Drake May or something, you think he'll want out? No. And then who can afford to pay him? Best receiver in the league, money. Who's good? Who's going to do that? I don't see the Chiefs doing that. The Eagles aren't going to do that shit. The oh, no, they wouldn't. They didn't pay. They didn't pay Tyreek Hill. Yeah, the Bills won't have the cash to do that shit. Well, the Bills season, their careers are about to be well, not careers. Their windows about to close in two years because of money. So <laughs> it just is. Oh, so, it's yeah. just it's weird because when I hear that type of stuff, I laugh because all those same people call Andy Reid a genius for they didn't just up and get rid of Alex Smith when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith and Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins are almost the same thing that you knew what you were getting with Alex. Alex was a perennial. like They were in the playoffs a lot with Kansas City. They just couldn't get over the hump. They drafted Patrick 10th. 
He sat most of that year until the final couple games. Then the transition happened, and here we are. Yeah, that is one thousand percent true. I don't. I can't think of a team who's intentionally through a season and got a quarterback who was like really like life changing like that, like franchise changing like that. The Jaguars got Trevor Lawrence. They already sucked. They weren't trying to be shitty. They just were. Yes. Houston, they got C.J. Stroud. The jury's still out, but he's been playing really well. The only reason they got C.J. Stroud is because Deshaun left. If Deshaun yeah. left, they'd be a perenni- they were a perennial playoff team. Yeah, and Deshaun left, so they 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 bought him out not by choice. Fucking mm-hmm. Arizona, Arizona sucked, and they they booted um, Josh Rosen out the door and um, got Kyler Murray. Yeah, because they got Cliffy Kingsbury as as well, and Cardinals are sitting one and six right now. It's weird because I don't understand why then they're not saying this type of logic. Well, because they want Super Bowl, so he's old. For, like, the Rams. Because the Rams are going to get a pick this year, don't they? Or they don't get one until 2027. No, they got, I think they have their first-round pick now. Yeah, so it's like, why wouldn't they also? They're getting to that place where Stafford's not going to get any better than he was that Super Bowl year. You don't have that same team. You went all in. Everyone's gone. Contracts. You're going to have to start looking to start over. But they're not going to bottom out. They're three and four. No. But the people who say this will probably say the same type of thing with the Rams. They should trade Stafford and start looking to the future now. The only team I could say that with the three and four record would be like Washington. I think the Patriots should not try to win anymore. Well, you can't, you can't. Well, I understand not try and win, but we really can't say because you know these are people's mortgages. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know, but if yeah, I would keep putting Mac Jones. Let me rephrase that. I would keep putting Mac Jones out there and let him do what he does typically on a week to week basis. And if we suck at the end of the year, we will draft someone else. That's yeah. what I mean. Because, like you said, just like you said, too, the jury's still out on our guy CJ, but the NFL, they're not. They are not patient with the rookie quarterbacks anymore. If CJ has a good, finishes this year good, and then the next two years are ass, he's out. That's true, but hopefully the team will build something and help him out. Hopefully, at that point. you're on three year windows now, maximum, as a rookie quarterback. I don't know if you if you sow something in your rookie year and then you know they start fucking up, then you you might have another job somewhere else. That's true. Someone might, might see a, that. You could have a job somewhere else, but I'm talking about like that starting have that chance to get that big contract. Nah, it's 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 curtains. Especially if no one else believes in you. Yeah, like Justin Fields, he's getting his ass shipped out of Chicago, and that's going to be unfortunate. But it's just. I mean, yeah, he hasn't won enough. Yeah. He showed a lot of talent, though. Yeah, he has, but he, you know, the Bears ain't about to wait for him. No. They ain't about to wait for him to do good. good. They're not going to probably bring in the coach that he needs to actually unlock his true potential. No, they're not going to wait. They're going to, and that's how these teams get in a pattern. That's why it's so, I understand you try, you got to get the right quarterback, and then you got to, like you said, get a coach, build around him. If you only get a quarterback and you don't build around him, 
you're, you're screwed. Like I was just thinking about this today, how everyone, you know, Patrick's the best quarterback in the league. If this organization wasn't fucking stupid, this would be Tom and Peyton 2.0. If the stupid Indianapolis Colts protected Andrew Luck, it would be Patrick and Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck was him. And before that was even a saying back then, he was taking that raggedy ass team to the AFC championship games before old Tom Brady became super old. Yeah, I just think the the media that I was watching before they try to make the NBA, the NFL into the NBA. Yeah, and that, that, ain't, that, ain't just, that is just not how this shit works. Well, the NBA doesn't want to be the NBA anymore. And that's where they're having rules on shit now. <laughs> True, but I feel like it, you do have to be aggressive in the NFL, but I feel like in the NBA, you really have to be aggressive because those windows are, I feel like the windows in the NBA are a lot shorter than the windows in the NFL. And the windows in the NFL are short, but these, you know, it's a tough fucking sport. These, some of these players, some of these quarterbacks, they need time to like mm-hmm. figure this, figure this shit out. No, I, I 100% agree. And also, I would say, too, the NFL owners are not the NBA owners, they, and they, they do not play any games. No, but that's that's the CBA. They they just have a tighter CBA. So we'll we'll see. It's it's weird too with the but going. You want to talk about quarterback? He doesn't get. It's time he starts getting flack. He doesn't get flack, Mister Um. Herbert? No, no, no. Well, that's another thing. I'll get on him. But no, we're still talking about the Vikings and the Forty ers Shanahan. Oh. Oh, Look, we can dude. talk shit about him. You know, the preview is Bengals, um, the Bengals 49ers next week. Well, yeah, we can start with why Shanahan doesn't win enough either. Yeah, he has everything. Everything. And we have nothing to show for it. I won't count last year because last year they lost all four of their quarterbacks. But come on, dude. Think about how far he might have set this team back when they traded everything to get Trey Lance and he never really played a game. Yeah, I feel I feel like they could have waited on more. I don't know. They got rid of him and they say with Brock Purdy and I mean Brock and I heard these arguments from all the people thing is Brock Purdy elite and all that and I was like I think he does the job that he is supposed to do. Exactly. And And that's all you have to do. That is it. And we and we kind of like we're seeing like how Brock Purdy looks with like you know, not stack this stack this team. Mm-hmm. Cleveland uh, in the Cleveland game, Trent Williams gets hurt. He finishes that game, but he doesn't play this week. And then Debo gets hurt, and you know that really affected him. And then and then the 49ers on Monday couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get um C Mac going. That, that affected them. I don't know. Like we gotta understand. What what's Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy? How many starts? Fifth? We're around like fifteen or something. He had his first two regular season start losses this year back to back. These were his first two. Right. So we're probably at like fifteen starts. So we so we don't know what um Brock Purdy can really do when like you know the whole team's fucking hurt and you got you gotta go out there and you know make the throws and win some fucking games. And now we're seeing and now you know questions are popping up into our heads. You know can. If the 49ers keep sustaining injuries and people keep dropping like flies for him, is he going to be able to sustain this ship? I laugh because sooner or later, the conversation will go the same to the Jimmy Garoppolo and all this stuff. I mean, he does his job, but he doesn't push us over the hump type thing. 
because they have everything. I mean, we've said for what? I mean, them, the 49ers are what I used to say since, especially uh, the COVID year and on, what I would say about the Denver Nuggets. They have everything. If everything goes, they will win the title. Denver finally got theirs. Like, 49ers, they have everything, man. Yeah, they had some bad breaks. And then in the yeah. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl they were in against the Chiefs, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo make that throw. Hey, well, that one pass. And then <laughs> Jimmy make that. That was that was Shanahan's chance. And yeah. then the real, the fucking real stinker is when he was, you know, OC for the fucking Falcons. And, 28 to 3. Yeah. That's where he really fucked up. I'm just saying. It's just like, you got to get done sooner or later because this team won't be constructed forever as well. Well, you got Brock Purdy starting now. Mr. Irrelevant, he's only on second year. You, you still have him tied up for four years at like eight hundred grand. So, if you feel like he's not the guy, you can keep putting him out there and drafting quarterbacks until you get one. And this yeah. draft class right now uh, coming up, it's a good one. They have, have a lot. But what would you say too? Because now, just going in the preview, because they're playing against the Bengals, and the Bengals are looking like they may have found their groove. If they lose again. Woo! It's going to get hot in San Francisco. It's going to get hot. I mean, Bengals were on a bye this past week. You know, Burrow had a bye week to get healthier. He, he looked healthier in that um Seahawks game. And then, yeah, like we said about the um 49ers, the, the Browns loss, I told you, like, off air when mm-hmm. we were talking. Like, I knew they were about to lose that game. That was just, like, bad spot, schedule loss, great defense. I, I knew that one. But, yeah, them losing to the 49ers, even with some of the injuries, was a little surprising. The Bengals' offense has to show up. The Bengals need this game way more than the um, 49ers do. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have to get pressure on um, the 49ers, and if they can get pressure on them, and, I mean, if Trent Williams isn't playing, it's going to be much easier to get um, pressure on Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy... PFF grade with a clean pocket, 121, and PFF grade with a, um, actually, no, pass, passer rating with a clean pocket, 121.6, and then passer rating with a under pressure is, is 77. So if you get pressure on Brock Purdy, he's the average quarterback. If he has time to his guys, then he's elite. So that's what we need to do. I mean, I really think that um, the 49ers are going to win. I think the Bengals cover, but. If Joe Burrow, if the Bengals offense can move the ball like the Vikings were um, moving the ball on them, it might be a long afternoon for the um, 49ers. At San Francisco as well. The Bengals need this win more, though. They, they, they do. They're in last place in their division right yeah, now. Yeah, they need it. Currently so last place. Put them at 4-3, and three, put the 49ers 5-3. and three. I think after these past so I think Shanahan I think he's gonna simplify the offense even more for Purdy, get him some nice just quick screens to CMC who no one can stop when he's near the red zone. It, he's gotta run the ball again. Like yeah. if they can get their running game going again, it'll it'll make everything so much easier. That was that was a lot of the issues um on Monday is can get the running game going. But you know what the you know what the Bengals give up 142 rush yards a game, so it yeah, might be a, that's a it lot. might be a good get back get right spot for him if that's if that's lot. the case. Yeah, that's. I just that's feel like 
I just think the Bengals, I mean, I think the Bengals can get this one because that last game they play. I know it's not San Francisco, but that last game against Seattle, that defense put the Bengals on their backs and carried that game. If they can play a similar defense like that, they could they can get San Francisco. The Bengals do have a good defense. I will say that. And, you know, Debo and Trent Williams don't play. I mean, watch out. Like, the mm-hmm. Bengals are a live underdog. They could definitely win this game. Trent Williams is probably the best um, offensive tackle in the league. And, you know, and we know what Debo be doing. So. Yes. Yes. And he has Brandon Ayuk, too, CMC. They're, they're surrounded all over the place. Ayuk is good. He is. <laughs> he yeah, plays. he's really good. Uh, you got the Jags and the Steelers. <laughs> I would say the our Jags, guy, our man's the Jags, man. They've been they've been quiet for people not paying attention. Like they're a quiet five and two. Oh, they started the year off one and two, and they've been on um they've been on a four a four um game winning streak quietly, quietly. quietly. And then been in London, in London, and then this team has the Steelers have no business being four and two, but they are four and two. This is interesting because this will have. I mean, the Jaguars are still going to win their division, but this is a good AFC matchup. Ah, this is tough, man, because the oof, I, that Steelers defense, man. We talked about Miles Garrett earlier, and rightfully so, but TJ Watt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If and you know what, I'm I'm taking the Steelers in this game. I mean, on paper, like Jaguars should whoop their ass. Yes, they should. Like. <laughs> I ain't going to go into the shit that I wrote down. Like, on paper, Jaguars should whoop their ass, but this game is at home. The Steelers are an underdog, and this is where Mike Tomlin strives. He gets his teams ready for these type of games. TJ Watt is on the other side of that line. George Pickens has um, been picking it up a little bit, no pun intended. Deontay Johnson is back, who really opens things up for the rest of that offense, it seemed like, against the Rams. They were running the ball better. They got three touchdowns against the Rams. I like the Steelers in this game. You know what's crazy? If the Vi- if the Jacksonville loses and the Texans beat Carolina, Texans are only going to be one game back. And they already have a win against Jacksonville, if I remember. They did. They beat them week one. Yeah, they beat the hell out of them, too. I- like, that would make things interesting. It definitely will. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just rolling with Tom on, on this one. Like, I like Tom when they get the win, but Trevor Lawrence has been great. Yeah. I'm a, he, he is really good. He's like one of the top five rated quarterbacks on PNF, PFF right now. We thought he wasn't going to play last week against the Saints, and he shows up and ruined a lot of niggas' wallets because a lot of people bell on the Saints thinking that motherfucker would not play. And they got Steelers by week, then 49ers. And it's kind of crazy once you get past the bye week. Their bye week's week nine. 49ers are week 10. We're already close to double-digit weeks in the NFL. Yeah, we're only four weeks away from Thanksgiving when the real football starts. Oh, it's going to be do or die for for some people. All right, Justin, who are some winners and losers you got? Oh, man. Fuck. Well, my winner... Definitely has to be the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They are the number one team in um, DVOA now. Mm-hmm. And they put, they got their first statement win. I've been waiting for the Ravens to do this shit all year. 
They mm-hmm. went in. Well, the Browns won. The Browns one was impressive because they let that defense up. And then this one against the Detroit Lions. I mean, scored on the first four possessions of all the drives. Like, it was a great performance. This is this is why I've been looking for for the Ravens. Like, just for them to like take that extra offensive step and you know not turn the ball over and just fuck around like they have been doing. So good for them. And my loser. Who the fuck? Who, 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 oh, it's the Bills. It's the Bills. How do you lose that game? How do you lose that game against <laughs> Mac Jones, who has been probably the worst quarterback in in the league this year? I don't know. I know they're hurt on defense, big injuries on all three levels of the defense. But come on, Sean McDermott, what the fuck are we doing? So yeah, <laughs> it's it's the Bills. All right, so. My winner is kind of similar to yours, but I'm going to broaden it out. My winner is the AFC North because their worst team is the Cincinnati Bengals at three and three. And that's because they didn't play. Yep. Ravens five and two Pittsburgh four and two Cleveland four and two. All the, Every team in the AFC North currently is on a two-game winning streak. They are showing, like, currently right now, they're the best co- um, division division in the NFL because all four will not make the playoffs, obviously, but they are making a case that two or three might get in the AFC playoffs. I mean, fuck, man. They, let me pull up the stands. Hold on. You know... It's not. I mean, it's not going to stay like this. But you know, if it stays the way it has been, then you know, all four of those teams might find a way to get in. Uh, might- currently, right now, if the playoffs started, Kansas would be the one seed. Dolphins two, Ravens three, Jaguars four, Steelers five, Browns six, Bills seven. All right. Because right. the only reason the Bengals aren't in there is because they're three and three. All right. So. I forgot about the other um mm-hmm. the other teams that might from the AFC East might get two teams. So that that's what threw off my calculus. But mm-hmm. fuck the Chargers haven't been doing the fucking they thing. They are <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the Chargers have been like fucking up. Denver's a fucking disaster. The Raiders disaster. AFC South, Jacksonville's probably gonna win it. Houston. Houston got a pretty good worker. I think Houston good. currently is the team right now on the bubble behind the Bills right yeah, now. So, yeah, so Houston's in the mix. I mean, the Jets are still like that still defense, three and three. Yeah, that defense is um win them win them games, and then you got the Colts. They they just lost to Cleveland, but three you know they, mm-hmm. they 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 should have won. They should beat Cleveland. Yes, they, they should have won that game. They should have. So yeah, some of these AFC South teams might the the Chargers are fourteenth in the AFC. You know, the only teams behind them are the Patriots and the Broncos. Oh, I don't even know if I wanted to pick them as a loser. Continue. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I already said my winners and losers. <laughs> yeah. Well, who'd you pick for the losers? My loser was um the Bills. Oh yeah, the Bills. Oh, so it is mine for the. Uh, man, the I truly don't understand how the Chargers have all these top defensive players and can't do a damn thing. I don't understand how they have these top offensive players 
and are sitting at two and four. Do you remember a couple of years, the year the Chiefs, was it just, yeah, last year, where they won the Super Bowl and everyone's like, oh, man, here come the Chargers, Super Bowl contenders. Obviously, they lost that game where they were up by almost 30 to Jacksonville. And they just, they're bad, but I don't even, I don't even know if I can make, they're, they're just so bad. It's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing when so much talent is bad. Yeah, the, the Chargers are fucking cursed. Like, I literally, about a month ago, I watched an hour-long YouTube video going through the whole Chargers franchise since they were in San Diego, since 19-fucking-60. This has been a theme for them since they have fucking existed. Since they existed. 80s with Dan Fouts and fucking Antonio Gates. 2000s and 2010s with fucking... um. Philip Rivers and LT and Vincent Jackson and Sean Marion and all those guys. It's been like this. And, you know, this specific iteration of the Chargers, it's the coach. Like, Brandon Staley sucks. I do not understand how this man is still employed. <laughs> I do not understand. I will fucking fire him after the Cowboys game because they should have beat us that week. They should have. Well, he's, he's going to I do be not wild. understand how he is still, still has a job in the NFL because he is not a good coach. Your side of the ball, you're a defensive guy, and the defense sucks. And then in that fucking Chiefs game, the Chiefs weren't doing shit for a long time. That game was 24 to 17 for a minute. A fucking minute, and they couldn't do anything. It's just, they pissed me off, man. They're... But another loser, Washington. You're, I don't care how bad your quarterback is. No quarterback is surviving. It is. We're not even halfway through the year. He's been sacked 40 times. Yeah, like, they, they ain't even giving Sam Howell a chance. Because Sam Howell is not that bad. Because I streamed him on fucking fantasy a couple of times. And he he put some points for me. So that This ain't a good look on Eric the Enemy, bro. This ain't a good look. You're, you're away from Andy Reid, and this is what we're doing? I, I don't know. Yeah. They have to do something with that protection. Because now he won't even get the job. Rivera's going to get fired. So you won't even get the job because you're probably going to get bounced too. Yeah, I mean, he, he might. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to beat the Giants this week, though. It's not that I thought they were going to win or anything. <laughs> like, I didn't think they were going to win this game. I have to be my teaser is losing. He can mess around and get sacked 100 times by the end of this year. Yeah, I don't know how their offensive line is so bad. Yeah, they got they got to do something with that. Ooh, anything else, Justin? Oh, the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas this year. <sighs> it's gonna be a movie. That would be a fun Super Bowl. I might have to go. To, I might have to go to Vegas just to be around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe. Uh, week seven recap, week eight preview. That means we're going to be back by week 10, which is crazy to think about. Uh, With that being said, L7C Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.